0: As the 2020 election drew nearer and nearer, Congresswoman Deb Holland of New Mexico's first congressional district found herself in a race. She would eventually win that race and her second term in the House of Representatives. But days before that vote would come to fruition, she spent 15 minutes with me, Hogan Gore, of the Native American Journalists Association at the University of Oklahoma, And we were able to have a nice conversation focused on voting rights for Native Americans, the Indian country vote, missing and murdered indigenous women legislation, and cooking. Here's our conversation with Congresswoman Deb Holland. Since it was the end of the election cycle, we only had about 15 minutes to talk with the Congresswoman. We started with health care.
1: Uh, it is, um, the pandemic is, you know, should, has highlighted the disparities that Indian country suffers from. Um, and I want to say that during um, this Congress, when we were working to get uh, legislation passed, uh, the CARES Act, uh, for example, um, we fought for funding for tribes, direct funding to tribes from President Trump zero. We didn't want to give a dime to tribes, and and we fought for that. A lot of us fought for that. So tribes finally were able to get $8 billion. Um, It's evident that the work that we've been doing has really tried to make sure that tribal nations have the funding they need, first of all, to get past this terrible pandemic, and to fund IHS at a incredible amount so that they can also do their work.
0: While the current priority is legislating through a pandemic, Holland was originally motivated by helping Indian country's voice be heard in the ballot box.
1: I mean, look, when I first started in politics, I started out as a phone volunteer. And I did that because I felt very strongly that Indians, I wanted more Indians to vote. Native Americans... Uh, I felt needed to have a voice in our politics, and we deserve to uh, have a say in who our elected officials uh, were. And I just I, ca- I kept that up um, over a very long time, eventually you know, going out into Indian country to
0: to register voters and get voters to the polls. Through efforts to improve Indian country voter turnout, Holland was able to see firsthand the impact of the Native vote. In 2002,
1: in South Dakota, um, Senator Tim Johnson was elected. Uh, But on election night, they, you know, everyone thought that he had lost. The next morning, the the votes from the tribal precincts came in and put him over the top. And that happened because there were a lot of folks on the ground, a lot of people really working hard for him, so that he would win, and the Indian vote was decisive in that victory for him. And uh, that inspired me, and uh, and I just felt like if we get out and vote in, in larger numbers, we could have an effect on our elections, and I just went forth with that idea. And the rural communities, they deserve to have a conversation about our politics and about um, you know who was on the ballot, and that that propelled me to to travel to every native community in New Mexico. I put I put thousands and thousands of
0: miles on my car. You're only on top of it if you're involved," said Holland in respect to voting in Indian country and keeping a watchful eye over voter suppression. The same can be said for her attempts to legislate for the missing and murdered Indigenous women crisis. And I'd kind of like to shift gears here a little bit and talk about some other legislation that that passed recently in Savannah's Act Um, if you could kind of tell me a little bit about Savannah's Act and the Not invisible Act and and how these things are actually going to address the MMIW crisis and maybe how these it seems to me like the the, the thing that it addresses is the lack of database and the lack of communication so if you could talk to me a little bit about that of
1: course well uh, so yeah Savannah that uh, law enforcement agencies can um, connect with one another. Um, We felt that would be helpful, and it was necessary because um, we've seen that in the past nobody was, you know, like so many folks were not on the same page. And when we think about the number of law enforcement agencies that might touch Indian country at any one time, uh, they absolutely have to be able to... Invisible Act of 2019 is um, it forms uh, a commission so that um, um, survivors, law, uh, law enforcement um, agency personnel, uh, federal officials—they're uh, all on a commission together and deciding um, or giving recommendations to both law enforcement and to Congress about what we should do to remedy the situation. And I want to stress that this Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women crisis has been happening since the colonizers came to this continent back in the late 1400s. It just has. It's been happening for centuries and centuries. Um, I'm happy that two bills got across the finish line. That's the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more work that needs to be done. And um, that will remain what is my priority in Congress. I mean, I'll wait to to keep finding more out. I'll be honest with you. I don't have all the answers right now, but I just know that two bills aren't going to remedy this crisis that's been happening for,
0: um, you know, since the late 1400s. Working on important legislation is, well, important. But it also helps to ease your mind and take your mind off of things with another hobby. Holland, a native New Mexican, takes pride not only in her state because of its beautiful nature and its people, but also because of its cuisine. And she likes to fancy herself somewhat of a cook. I, I love
1: beans. I was, I was raised on beans, you know, frijoles and fried potatoes and hot tortillas. And I love that meal with a... With a deep red pot of red chili, but I'll tell you, while we were talking, I made some uh, blue corn. Uh, we call it hainue. It's it's a blue corn cereal made out of uh, just blue corn and salt and water. You kind of roast it, the corn, the cornmeal before you cook it, and that's what I that's what I just made. <laughs>
0: That concludes our conversation with Congresswoman Deb Holland. Again, thank you to the Congresswoman and her office for setting the time for this conversation to happen in the midst of, well, what was a pretty hectic time for a politician, election season. Thank you again for the Native American Journalists Association. I'm Hogan Gore.